0: Earth, fire, air, rubber, uh, silly straws and pipe cleaners. Certain rules in modern society. Things that don't break. David Beckham. A cartoon robot named Rodriguez. That's right, our new show is here, and we're back on our bending bullshit, bitches. At last, this has Gotta Recap. Hello everybody, uh, welcome back, back to the cast, gotta recap, I can't really say that anymore.
1: Yeah, I was actually just thinking that, I think you can still, but it's it doesn't have the same reference, it doesn't, it doesn't have the weight, yeah.
0: It doesn't fit kind of what we're going to be talking about moving forward, but uh, until there's a better option, I'm going to stick with it and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe naturally we'll come a- across a line, and I'll say, "Hey, we've that, we've got that'll something. work." Everything we'll slide that right in.
1: Everything was peaceful until the podcast recapped. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, you know what's <laughs> funny is that I actually did spend a little bit of time trying to think of something around that one specific line. So it's funny that your mind is already <laughs> at the same point as mine. Uh, Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, today we are truly. Starting the next project yes. for this podcast.
1: For real this time. This time we
0: mean it. No bullshit.
1: <laughs> A little bit of bullshit.
0: A little bit. of Well, it's 90% bullshit, <laughs> but we're not actually lying to yes. anyone yeah. this time. <laughs> um, we would never lie to you, except for that one time where we did.
1: The one time. And we're sorry
0: about it, but not really. Uh, Brendan doesn't speak for both of us. Brendan, <laughs> here we are. We've moved on. Past our our last project, we've spent a long time talking about a show that shall not be named. Mm -hmm. Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) We did spend a long time talking about (laughs) Cowboy Bebop, (laughs) despite not having actually watched any of it. I mean, it's natural that Samurai Jack will probably come up in some points of comparison moving forward, but Mm -hmm. we we can't worry about him anymore. His mission's been fulfilled. Nope. He's dead now. He's dead to us and probably canonically dead because he went back to his own time, which was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, But we've moved on from that and we're on to our next project. Yes. This time we are for real. Brendan and I are here to announce that the next television show that will be the main focus of the Gotta Recap podcast is Avatar The Last Airbender. That's right. That's right. It's happening. Oh, yeah. Have have we talked about this many times in the past? Have I joked about forcing you into doing this as our next podcast? Uh-huh. C- certainly. <laughs> <laughs> but we had many discussions, and after lots of input from uh, you, our dear listeners, uh, we decided that this was kind of the next natural step for us to take, and uh, I do think that we're both Excited to do this,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to give it a, a watch. Uh, I've been very against it for a long time. I think it's time to put that aside and uh, see how it goes.
0: And I'd also want to make clear from the jump that I have given Brendan so many outs, yeah. Up even before we've started this, I've said, Look, if you don't like it, you we could stop doing it at any time. You know, we've even <laughs> talked about recording multiple episodes of the show during one podcast thing. Maybe maybe we will do that if we want to blast through it a little quicker. I'm At any point, Brendan, you can pull the plug on this and we can move on.
1: Well, right now I'm committed. I don't want to I don't want to get this started off going, but at any point it might stop
0: <laughs> you fuckers. Just, <laughs> Just be aware yeah, that we could veer wildly off course and start doing something <laughs> different without a moment's notice. Uh, but for now, we're committed to doing Avatar The Last Airbender uh, in a podcast that is titled Gotta Recap, but we are unofficially titling uh, At Last an Avatar Podcast. Yeah. I think is what we decided to call this. I yeah. don't know. We'll see when it actually gets published.
1: <laughs> Just check your, check your feed, see what the title says. You'll know
0: the great pun that we came up with. <laughs> Um. Yes, at last, somebody's doing an Avatar podcast. There certainly aren't enough of them out there. So nope. we figured we might as well add to the pile.
1: Mm-hmm. We're the, the world's first Samurai Jack podcast. Mm-hmm. And now the world's first Avatar The Last Airbender podcast starring me and Nick.
0: That's right. This is the first one starring you and me. Yep. So nobody will ever take that away from <laughs> nope. us.
1: Have to qualify it somehow,
0: <laughs> that's good enough for me. Give me my blue ribbon, please. <laughs> yes, Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. So, it is a show that ran on Nickelodeon, uh, between 2005 and 2008. Uh, it had three seasons. Uh, there was also a sequel show that started in 2012, The Legend of Korra. Um, not going to be covered in the course of this podcast, but, you know, maybe if we have a good time, we'll think about doing something with it later.
1: Mm-hmm. If we need, if we feel the the need for more if, yes. airbender goodness.
0: <laughs> if we haven't been yet overstuffed with bending, there's more bending <laughs> to be found. Uh Rumors of another sequel have always been swirling. Even just recently, I've been seeing, oh, there's going to be another sequel, a new animated show coming out, but I don't. I Until there's an official announcement from Nickelodeon or anyone, I'm just mm-hmm. not going to put any stock into that. Yeah, you don't want to
1: fall into that trap.
0: No, it's it's the kind of show and like the plot and world uh, where they could just in perpetuity make new Avatar shows forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see if that ever happens. They are making uh, officially they are making like five animated movies. They oh, really? Yeah, which is not something that they have ever done before, but they are developing uh, yeah, a series of avatar movies set in like different time periods, like before the last airbender, like after Korra, pretty much all over the timeline. So.
1: Yeah. I think it would be fun to see like what they would do with like a more modern kind of thing. I think the, I, and I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think the uh, Naruto sequel show is like a more mm-hmm. modern take on it. Like they've got cell phones and shit. Okay, so I think having the the, like the sort of mystical things that happen in shows like this in a modern setting can be a good time.
0: I have often thought about that when it comes to the Avatar universe, like what it would look like in more modern times. And even in Korra, things get much more modernized compared Mm
1: -hmm. to The Last Airbender. I want to see like a a candy store where there's like a water bender bending soda into glasses for people. That would (laughs) be that would be fun. (laughs)
0: Like a 1950s malt shop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty rad. I don't know if there's any soda bending or any kind of drink bend. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be something. We'll get to it. We'll
1: get, yeah, I think that I don't know much about this show, but I think in Korra they start doing some interesting things, right? There's lots of different styles of bending. It, pretty much there's almost
0: any kind of bending you can think of. They've at least tried it.
1: Mm-hmm. Very fun.
0: We'll talk about it. (laughs) Uh, It was created by Mike DiMartino and Brian Konetzko. They're really kind of the two head honchos that uh, you talk about when you talk about Avatar. Um, And it's really kind of their only claim to fame. Like the only other thing that they've really done is the legend of Korra and... They also worked with M. Night Shyamalan on The Last Airbender live action movie, which Mm. is something we haven't mentioned up to this point.
1: No, we haven't.
0: (laughs) Something we haven't mentioned, something I haven't watched. Uh, You have watched it, though, correct?
1: Yeah, I saw it in theaters when it came out. And luckily for me,
0: I don't think you remember enough of that movie. And even the things that you have told me you remember from that movie, you're... Your understanding of the details of them seem hazy
1: enough. Where yes. I'm not worried. That hazy at best. Spoiled. I remember major plot like moments and not necessarily what they mean or like. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a vague understanding of what happens in that movie.
0: Good. As long as it remains vague, mm-hmm. I'm satisfied with that. And we'll watch that for the show.
1: Yeah, eventually. Uh, there is one thing about the movie that always pissed me off as someone who doesn't or didn't at least much care for the show uh, they they mispronounce Avatar the entire film mm. and they mispronounce Ang for the entire film. Mm. And it it even like I said, I didn't care about the show, but even me going into that, I was like mad about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even pronounce the main character's name right for this fucking blockbuster film.
0: Like, are we trying to be the same as the show or are we trying to go in a different direction? Yeah. F- the only people seeing the movie are people who like the show. So, mm. like, you're fucking up to a point where it's going to make people mad. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, they avatar, they say the whole time and Ong. Um. Well, that's just not even how you pronounce the word avatar. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, although not to get too far ahead in this episode, the very first episode of this show, um, uh, uncle, whatever his name is, says avatar and does pronounce it like that. But I think that's just because of his accent. Uh, But I I, as I heard that in the episode, I was like, is this why they did that? They only (laughs) listened to this one clip of somebody saying the word (laughs) (laughs) the first time somebody
0: said the word Avatar and he went, all right, that's how it's pronounced. That's it. Yeah. Plug it into the script. Uh, We'll watch that movie eventually. (laughs) Uh, Another important figure in the making of this show is the head writer, Aaron Ehas, uh, who is the creator of that show on Netflix, The Dragon Prince. Are you familiar with this at all? No. Um, it's okay. It's not as good as this in, in my mind. Um, but those are kind of the main figures when it comes to Avatar. Yeah, they've made the live-action movie. Uh, there's dozens of comics that continue to be released to this day. Um, there are video games, uh, There is a live action remake of Avatar coming to Netflix in the very near future. Oh, no. Um, Like a live action television series. It's going Mm -hmm. to be shitty. Oh, yeah. But you and me have said our piece about live action (laughs) remakes. So the time will come when I'm definitely going to watch that and be frustrated. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll out of obligation. I will check it out. I don't promise anything more than that.
0: No, no. I also will not promise any more than that. Um, so that's kind of what Avatar is or where it came from. Um, one other thing that I think is fun that we did when we started Samurai Jack that I want to do with Avatar is, uh, looking back at some of the shows on Nickelodeon that were on at the same time. Um, so this show started in 2005, taking a look at the uh, Nickelodeon programming from 2005. The only thing that started that year that I can see that's even worth mentioning is the show cat scratch.
1: I've never seen that.
0: Yeah. Um, it was a very weird Uh, The only thing I really remember about that is the theme song to cat scratch. Uh, but that was another one of those shows that plus like the way that I thought the avatar looked like kind of pushed me away from these types of shows yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Of course, SpongeBob was still on at that time. Um, But in 2005, which was the fourth season of SpongeBob, I took a look at like some of the episode titles and don't recognize any of the episodes by name. So oh. it's kind of past its, yeah, kind of past its prime by that point, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, isn't SpongeBob still going on?
0: It sure is. It started in 99 and yep. it is still going today. Jesus,
1: I remember watching the first episode of that in, like, second grade, the mm. the preview they did after the Kids' Choice Awards. Yep. And it's still happening.
0: <laughs> I remember watching the very first episode uh, on my grandmother's futon at her house. There you go. Vivid memories of that. Um, and, yeah, still, still going strong. Other shows around the time, Danny Phantom was in 2004.
1: Oh, okay. Yep.
0: I know a lot of people who loved Danny Phantom, but I never really got into it.
1: Uh, I thought Danny Phantom was fun. It wasn't one of the shows that I watched like all of or even mm-hmm. a good amount of. But when it was on, I would leave it on.
0: Uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot in 2003. I did like that show with Jenny the Robot. That seems like a Brendan show to
1: yep, me. I did like that one.
0: Uh, how about All Grown Up, the Rugrats spinoff?
1: The Rugrats spinoff. I remember the movie... That yeah. like started that more than I remember the show itself.
0: I feel the exact same way. I know that there was like a full show and that I definitely watched some. Yeah. But only that opening movie. Yeah. Kind of sticks in my memory.
1: At yeah. All. It I, I. It was fine. It was just trying to do the like teenage cartoon thing that was happening a lot at that time. There was also like that ginger show. Yes. It was kind of very similar to that.
0: Yeah. Um, it was like trying to, yeah, maybe trying to appeal to kids who had grown up watching Nickelodeon, like, yeah, how can we make this, how can we age up these shows with Mm. the kids? So that I don't think it
1: needed to do that, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, those kids will age, just like I did, like I said earlier, like I kind of aged myself out of like watching any of these shows and moved on to whatever else I was doing Mm -hmm. at the time. Spike so like TV,
1: just, Comedy Central.
0: Mostly Spike TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not this The Man Show. Not, <laughs> I did watch a lot of what was that? M- MXC?
1: Uh yeah, yep. The Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, which is the the castle one, to Takeshi's Castle, but redubbed yes. to be stupid.
0: The Comedy Ninja Warrior.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I did watch a lot of Ninja Warrior on G4 as well. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. That's mostly the list of like shows that came. There are not a lot of shows that came out around 2005 on Nickelodeon. There's a couple earlier ones like Jimmy Neutron and Chalk Zone both started in 2002.
1: Okay, yeah, I love Chalk Zone. I did you? I did. Yeah, I probably would still like Chalk Zone. I haven't seen it in a very long time, though.
0: Is that because of like an art artistic connection? Maybe. I don't don't know what it was. Uh, It was just very whimsical. It was very whimsical. He could create anything he wanted with the power of chalk. Mm-hmm.
1: There's one episode he makes a perpetual motion device. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But he can do it with his magical chalk.
0: It can be done in the chalk zone. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, Rudy's got the chalk. Don't forget that. He does. Yep. And then there's that, <laughs> that blue guy. Mr. Chalk, I think his, his name was. That's the one, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we've spent enough time talking about Nickelodeon and kind of the time period and the history of Avatar The Last Airbender. I think we've spent a little time dancing around it here, Brendan, but we both have personal histories with this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you how would you describe your personal history? With Avatar. I know you haven't watched it really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've seen like a handful of episodes. Like, I could tell you a few episodes that I've seen and like what I remember from those episodes, um, which is very little. Uh, But I've seen an episode where he like revisits his clan and there's some blind girl at some point. Uh, They spend some time riding around on wind balls in a big city that looks like it's made to be ridden around on wind balls. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) Uh, I didn't really care for the show. So anytime it came on, I would usually change the channel, but I caught some stuff here and there. Uh, what I really remember about it was like before it came out, they were advertising it really hard on, uh, Nickelodeon. Um, Mm -hmm. and they had all these like commercials that are like the making of avatar and like how we, how we did it. And all of the bending techniques are different forms of, uh, martial arts, which I thought was very cool. Like they actually like, Studied like different movements and things from four different kinds of martial arts, and each one of those is used like as a representation of the bending and that's like the most excitement I ever got out of the show uh but that's it yeah um that
0: is a cool thing about this show is that they they do give a shit about like the different martial arts techniques but also the different uh cultures uh and groups of people in this world are like very true to uh, traditional Southeast Asian cultures.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like they put in a lot of research into these things to make it feel like as authentic as possible on the show. So you have to like, at least appreciate that they cared enough to, to try to do yeah, that.
1: Yeah. And it, it shows, you can definitely see it. And I like, you can tell like why they chose each different type of martial art. Like the movements in it definitely feel like that, the, the elements that they're going for. Um, yeah. It's it's neat. That's neat. I like that.
0: (laughs) So I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to start us on a negative note, Brendan. And I know you don't want to get into this too much, so I'm not going to pry too deep. But you famously on this show have you know said that you don't care for Avatar: The Last Airbender, despite not having an extensive history with it, like you just said. Where where do you think that that feeling comes from? What is what are your apprehensions here when it comes to
1: the show. A lot of it for me was the animation style trying to mimic like an anime look, but being a very American or like, yeah, I'll say American, American show. Um, So it did a lot of things that like any time an American studio tries to do something anime where they take the things they think they know about it and then just exaggerate those like to an extreme. Like uh, a great example of that is like Teen Titans would do it all the time. Uh, Avatar is not as egregious as that, but even in this episode, there were some like animation choices that I was like, oh, I, yep, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, giant
0: these
2: mouths
1: are coming back. Yeah. Giant mouths that float off their faces when they're yelling.
0: I do know what you mean. You've described this show as
1: being fake anime yeah. before. Um, and I actually just watched uh, Moon Knight on Disney Plus recently. Uh, okay. And the character says to the Moon Knight, uh, we need you to be the avatar. And he goes, oh, I love avatar, like the blue people. And they're like, give him some shit. And he's like, oh, the anime. And then they attack him again. So even Moon Knight thinks it's fake anime. <laughs> Canonically. Yeah, that is true.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the animation in a little bit, but uh, I, there is no getting past the fact that Brendan, you are a big, Big time anime boy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I would. So, I don't
0: know if I'd say big time. You're a pretty big anime boy. <laughs> you love your animes. I like animes <laughs> more than I. I mean, I appreciate a fine anime, but uh, you you're uh, something of a connoisseur, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to put this on you. <laughs> it's a very specific label. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, it's all right. I, I like animes. The ones I like, I really like. Uh it's hard for me to find ones to get into. Same. Um, but once I find one that I like, I will watch the whole thing and get excited about it. Um,
0: well, Brendan, I I am hoping that your opinion of the show will turn around as we go. Uh, and I'm hoping you grow some sort of fondness for the show. We will find out. Uh, as far as me, I... Thought that at the time when it was on, I thought it looked pretty lame, although I was, you know, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of have moved on from a lot of the Nickelodeon current running shows. Um, so I didn't watch it when it was on. But then when I was in my freshman year of college around like 2011, 2012, uh, a friend of mine was watching it in his dorm room and I watched an episode with him and was hooked. I was like, OK, I should have been watching this all along.
1: Huh. You'll have to let us know what episode that was. At I some
0: will. Point. <laughs> I will let you know what episode with it, what it, which one it was. And it's honestly one of the episodes that I would consider to be the worst episodes wow. of
1: Avatar. That's incredible.
0: Uh, Yeah. So looking back on it, it is funny that that is that was enough for me. Um, But since that point, I think I have watched the entire show through four or five times, probably. Jesus,
1: (laughs) So much more familiar with this than you were with Samurai Jack.
0: Oh, yeah. Which I had only watched through a single time. Um, But this one I've watched. It's been a number of years now. I would say it's probably been about four or five years since I've done that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like wanted to watch it while we were watching Samurai Jack, but I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, when Samurai Jack's done, like, this is on the list, so I'm not going to do this to myself until I know we're not watching it, and Mm -hmm. sure enough, here we are. Yeah, so
1: so it's a good thing you showed restraint.
0: It's a good thing I did that so I can be your shepherd, your guide (laughs) through these episodes. At this point, it is time to start with our recap of the first episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Are you ready, Brendan? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yep, <sighs> yep, 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 yep. Episode one of Avatar The Last Airbender titled The Boy in the Iceberg. Mm-hmm. Brendan. Accurate. Accurate. You'll be happy to, yeah, I'm sure you are already happy to know that there are actual title cards on this show that yeah. have the titles of the episodes.
1: These are official titles, unlike that last show we did.
0: Well, uh, I'm not going to continue that argument because <laughs> that show is dead. But now, now this is not a running joke that we have to have. They're going to tell us what the name is, and we can believe them 100% of the time.
1: And at least from this singular episode, we can expect that there will be somewhat... Accurate and descriptive.
0: One for one so
1: far. 100% success rate (laughs) at this point.
0: We'll see if they can keep up that pace. Uh, Yes, episode one, The Boy in the Iceberg, debuted on February 21st, 2005. I believe the first two episodes both played on that exact same day. I would believe that. So here we go, starting our journey with Avatar, The last airbender, water, earth, fire, air. Brenda, do you get the premise of the show yet?
1: Yeah, we're going to stop pollution, Mm -hmm. summon Captain Planet. Mm -hmm. That's it. Those are all the things. That's the whole thing. Yep.
0: Uh, Before we get too far, can you tell me what is the coolest type of bending in your mind right now? I think firebending is the coolest. How so? Because it's fire? Because it's fire and fire is rad. Yeah. Yeah, but think about manipulating the water in yeah, any way that you cool want. Yeah, that's
1: cool, too. But, like, you can you need water around, though. Firebenders just create fire. Yeah, but fire is also only destruction. Uh, no, uh, well, yeah, kind of. But people use it for, like, art stuff. You do wood burning. This is true. You could weld with it.
0: This is true. You are making a solid point here. Mm-hmm. Fire is inevitably cool and... In my childhood, I would definitely have thought firebending was the coolest. I'm not even sure what I would pick off the top of my head. They're all all good in different ways. You
1: presented the question without having an answer of your own. Well, I've got such an appreciation for each (laughs)
0: style. And uh, they're all fully explored throughout the history of the Mm -hmm. show. But at first glance, I think (laughs) fire probably is the coolest because it's fire. Mm -hmm. You're right
1: about that. I actually would argue at this point. That I would think water is the lamest one, even Uh, simply because with airbending, which we see in the episode, you can like fly around and shit. That's rad Uh, with firebending. You're making fire. That's also rad. And then earthbending, you can like mold the earth. You can make cool stuff. You can raise up platforms and terraform your backyard. You can have the coolest garden around.
0: Be like the best Animal Crossing villager yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons villager you could possibly be. Yeah, exactly. The possibilities In are water, nice. you
1: just water, you just throw water around. Wow. Well, there's I could, so much more to I it. I could do that. that with a bucket.
0: <laughs> uh Well, what an opportunity it would be to be the Avatar, <laughs> to have control of all of them, so you wouldn't have to worry about only being able to do one of those very cool things. <laughs> I didn't mean to poo-poo your Initial choice of firebending, by the way. Oh, that's all right. It is, yes, inherently the coolest one to look at right off the bat. So uh, but you'll grow to love them just as I have, I'm
1: sure. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, the classic intro that has been memed into oblivion is now currently playing in the show.
1: Yep. Even I uh, know this meme.
0: It's the world-famous Avatar, The Last Airbender intro meme. Uh before we get there, yeah, the opening shots, we get to see the four bending styles, a couple of the benders that they show are actual characters from the show.
1: Oh. Uh I uh, the only one I think I notice is Ang is doing the airbending, isn't he? Uh I don't think so. I think no? it's like a a they I mean the
0: the problem is, is all of the airbenders are like skinny dudes with bald heads and arrows <laughs> and on blue them tattoos, so. yeah. Yeah, so it's impossible to know for sure. It could be, but I don't know if it's canonical. But uh,
1: I'm not sure, <laughs> and I've just <laughs> Some given, of them are- given it away that I was not focusing too much on the intro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, unlike the last show we talked about, I swear to God that this is the only time that we ever actually have to talk about the intro to this show. It It does not come up again at any point later on in the show, so we'll be fine. Spoilers, maybe. <laughs> Spoilers for a thing that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to spend <laughs> some time at the beginning of our recap being very vague about the characters until we know who they are. It's totally not necessary, but no, I gotta that's keep fine. like the. You gotta do
1: it, yeah.
0: Gotta keep the the mystery for people who have <laughs> never watched the show and are listening to our recap as their first exposure to what each episode is. <laughs>
2: Psychopaths.
0: Yeah. yeah, what a bad way to watch anything or even just enjoy <laughs> life in general. Uh, our young female narrator, being vague <laughs> still, <laughs> describes the Avatar as someone from the old days who kept peace between the four groups of people in this world, which are the Water Tribe, the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Nation, and the Air Nomads. Mm-hmm. And here's the meme, Brendan. Yep. But all of that changed when the Fire Nation
1: attacked. Oh, there it is. We said the thing. It's not
0: really an ongoing meme, though. I feel like you don't see that one anymore.
1: Uh, no, it's been a while. I still try to make that joke once in a while, though. It can be fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, But <laughs> there was a time where it was very prevalent. But here it is. Here's the context uh, Yeah. In, in this intro, we're seeing giant steel battleships set behind an army of very spooky soldiers who blast fire directly at the screen. Very yeah, scary.
1: Cool as shit. Cool, but scary. Mm-hmm.
0: Scary can be cool. Yeah. Just look at Beetlejuice. Nobody's cooler than him.
1: No, <laughs> Beetlejuice is rad. <laughs>
0: Also, nobody's scarier than him. Why is it the first scary person I thought of was Beetlejuice? <laughs> I don't know. What a weird place my mind just went. Uh, very cool, very Let's scary. Let's explore
1: that for a moment.
0: Do you want to change... I told you we had you had an off-ramp at any point. Do you want to change this from an Avatar recap podcast to every week you and me come back and review Beetlejuice?
1: There is a Beetlejuice cartoon.
0: All right, So... <laughs>
1: No, let's keep going with this for now.
0: Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, She says that only the Avatar can master all four elements, and we see the silhouette of an old man showing off his skills in every single bending style. Uh, But when the world needed him most, she says, he vanished. And since then, 100 years have passed, and the Fire Nation has almost won their war. Uh, And it's revealed that this young female narrator... (laughs) I hate doing this. (laughs) I'm only doing it for me, too.
1: It'll be over soon. (laughs) I know. We're getting there.
0: Uh, She's a member of the Water Tribe, and we see a teenage girl and her teenage brother amongst a group of women and children uh, standing in a snowy environment that is very clearly inspired by, like, Arctic and, Mm -hmm. like, Inuit cultures. Yep. So, again, like, they're being very respectful to those cultures and like portraying them in like not a cartoonishly outlandish kind of way.
1: Right. It's not really like a caricature of the culture. It's doing its Which best. A lot of, yeah.
0: A lot of shows would do or movies that we watched and talked about last <laughs> week
1: would do. Yep. Yep.
0: Like what if we take every stereotype, but blue? <laughs> Good God. That movie sucked. Um, It's explained that their father and the rest of the men of the tribe left to go fight in the war, and uh, the Avatar was supposed to have been reborn to the Air Nomads, Uh, and the narrator says that some people think that the Avatar was not, but she says, I still believe the Avatar will save the world. Get used to hearing that, Brendan, if you choose to watch the intro every week.
1: (laughs) I don't know that I will watch the intro yeah, every time.
0: Yeah. There's a very convenient skip intro button yeah. on Netflix that is calling my name maybe already.
1: If, maybe if Will I Am was giving the intro speech.
0: The Avatar theme song is really not memorable in that exact same way. No. But you will be excited when Will I Am is a character. On oh my God. Is he really? Show. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Apple D App is a character on this.
1: Oh, show. shit.
0: Someone who I still don't think you know who that is. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, we will never discuss this intro again, and I promise you I'm not lying. (laughs) All right. Uh, They, uh, yeah, we see the title card of the episode, letting Brendan know this is legit. Mm -hmm. I'm not just on some weird fan theory wiki. Yep.
1: Can confirm actual name of the episode.
0: You're welcome for that. They also call the seasons of the show books, which is kind of fun. This is book one. I did know that. It's fun when they do that. Some shows do that. Mm -hmm.
1: And from what I remember, each book is a different element. Book one being water. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Korra carries that tradition, but they're not elements anymore. They're like book two spirits. Oh. Shit like that. Uh, But this is book one water. The camera swings around a vast frozen sea with tall icebergs and the brother and sister from the intro are in a small fishing boat and they are about to conveniently say each other's names. So I no longer have to refer to them as the <laughs> brother and sister. I can start referring to them as Sokka and Katara. Oh, thank God.
1: Thank God. God. Yep.
0: <laughs> People were probably ready for me to stop doing that as well. <laughs> so. We can move on. Uh, Brendan Katara is voiced by Mae Whitman. Do you have any idea who that is? Nope. Do you remember George Michael's girlfriend Anne from Arrested Development? Her, her, <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> Anna Annabelle, Annabelle, uh, because
1: she's the uh, the bell of the
0: ball. <laughs> I'm using my hands on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. and it's not because she shaped <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's the voice. So that's a fun fact. No,
1: that is fun. She's also in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. She's also the star
0: of a movie, which I think is called the the Duff.
1: The Duff. I don't think I've ever heard of that one.
0: I think it's like a teenage, maybe romantic comedy, uh, and I think the duff is an acronym for designated ugly fat friend. Oh, that's horrible. Which is really a mean thing to say. They're really mean this They're really mean
1: to this actress, yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's <laughs> typecasted as being someone who people shit on all the time. But I guess I don't know. If she's fine with it. Um Sokka sets up his personality right away by bragging about how he's About to spear a fish, despite the fact that they clearly have not caught any fish all day. Mm -hmm. Katara waves her arm and captures a fish in a floating ball of water. Uh, She's stoked about it, but Sokka is not paying attention and bursts the bubble, setting the fish free. This is the first use of bending on the show, and it does this Use of bending looks really fucking stupid because she's waving her arms back and forth in the air like she just doesn't care.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very much like the force kind of thing at this point.
0: And I mean, it doesn't really change too far from that, but, like, it's not like she's doing anything cool. She's literally, yeah, like swaying back and forth and (laughs) has a fish in a ball. as
1: a bubble. Yeah.
0: So... Uh, not that cool, but she doesn't know what she's doing yet. She'll figure it out. Yeah, she's just figuring it out on her own. Well. Sokka poo-poos her water bending and boils it down to just playing with magic water, which is crazy to me that anybody has this opinion on bending that it's like, oh, you're just playing with magic. That's not cool.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I think in the context of these characters, though, it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, because we do learn very shortly that she's the only bender in the village at current. Uh, I I don't think they ever say if any of like the, the men who left were benders as well, but Mm -hmm. we know that she's the only one right now. So there's
0: not a lot of exposure to it in her village. Um, It is just weird to think that anyone doesn't think bending is cool. In the very first episode of the legend of Korra, there's a group of people who are having a rally about how much they hate benders Mm -hmm. and Cora rolls up on them and literally says, how could anyone hate bending? It's the coolest thing ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, she's not wrong. It is pretty cool.
0: She is right. I mean, if you can't bend in this world like that fucking sucks. I get it.
1: Yeah. It's like the mutants thing in X-Men. Like everyone who's not a mutant is like, I hate them. Yeah, well, because you're jealous. I get it. You want to be them. I would hate them too.
0: (laughs) Although it can be a curse for some people like Wolverine.
1: Yeah. Yep. Or that guy who just turned into water. Waterman. Yeah, he just dies. He just comes off out off the beach and turns into water. Waterboy. Yeah. The water boy. The water
0: boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that yeah, I think that character's name in X-Men was Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh Katara does strike back by accusing Sokka of flexing his muscles every time he sees his own reflection. And right on cue, he's actually doing that.
1: He's currently doing it. Yep. So I think we've also established at this point in the episode that uh, Sokka, is that his name? Yes. Sokka is the punching bag of the group. 100% of the time. Yeah, we very we very quickly established that when he gets splashed with water and then he's being a doofus flexing it mm. himself.
0: He walks himself into this too often, though. Yeah. You know? He'll have his moments to shine. But yeah, right off the bat, you know, we got to do this in these intro episodes. It's kind of es- establish the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Sokka, it's not good.
1: No, <laughs> not looking good for him. <laughs>
0: uh, their argument is interrupted as they get pulled into a fast current that is raging between some floating chunks of ice. Uh, Katara tries to help navigate, but Sokka can't pilot their tiny boat. And they get tossed onto an ice block and their boat smashes into pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's in this scene, Brendan, that I don't know. I'm going to give you some points here. This, <laughs> this is fake anime for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I'm I'm noticing that the animation fidelity in this scene is even definitely a step down from... Samurai Jack.
1: Do you mean in terms of like the sharpness of it or are you in the terms of like the frames? Because I noticed like some choppiness with a lot of the frames. I think both. Hmm.
0: I don't know. I, I think they're trying to do more with Avatar where it's like kind of the characters are more realistic and the environments are maybe a little bit more realistic. And like Samurai Jack is a much simpler art style. Yeah. But everything oh, yeah. in that show is like very clean. Mm-hmm. Whereas things in here are like a little, they can be a little grainy and yeah, choppy, like you said, with the frame rate, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that is, like you said, that is a factor of trying to do more. Like, uh, uh, Samurai Jack got away with a lot of it because it's just solid colors for the most part. So it's just shapes moving around. And this, there's a lot of lines. They've got their thin outlines for everything. Uh, it's definitely a lot more work to get something like this done.
0: And you know, TV shows are expensive Mm -hmm. and it's, 2005, so like it's not in high definition. No, nope. so it's it's just going to be the way that it is.
1: And it seems like it was hand drawn, so that takes forever. Even on computer, it takes forever. But right. Oh my well, god, I can't even imagine.
0: Maybe I don't know you and me. Maybe that's the ultimate goal of this show: is you and me start our own cartoon. We make Ooh, a
1: cartoon. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that would suck. I have no <laughs> clue why would we we would even attempt to do that. That uh, could be fun. Yeah, we could try it. Make like a web a web comic.
1: Oh, yeah. People love web comics. Do they do people still love web comics? I don't think so. I think that's a
0: thing of like <laughs> 10 years ago. Eh, we will figure it out.
1: Control alt delete killed that for everyone.
0: Uh, We'll just draw loss in a different art style <laughs> every single week and start releasing that to our subscribers instead. That would be fun. Now, loss has also been memed to death. So, oh, yeah. We're better off leaving that in, <laughs> in the past. Um, so now they're stranded.
2: You call that left? You don't like my steering. Well, maybe you should have waterbended us
0: out of the ice.
1: So it's my fault.
2: I knew I should have left you home. Leave it to a girl to screw
0: things up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't back, say
1: that. Back it up there, Saka. I know. <laughs>
0: Let's not explore this path too much further. Uh, If this was an old enough show, that line wouldn't be included as like a character plot point or like establishing character. They would literally actually mean what he said. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't I don't think that's what they're doing
1: here. No, it's a it's an important (laughs) part of the episode because of what it leads to. Exactly. God damn. I know. (laughs) It was a huge mistake. Uh,
0: Katara really tears into him and starts swinging her arms around. And uh, she doesn't realize that behind her, her gesticulating is sending waves that tear cracks into a giant iceberg.
1: Mm -hmm. Although he did. He did have a good point. Not the woman thing. But before that, she's like, oh, you good. Good job. Steer in the boat. And he's like, why didn't you just water bend us out of there? Yeah. And I think he's got a point there. (laughs) It's a
0: good point, but clearly she's like not – she seems like she's not ready for that. Right, right. She could have tried. I don't know. She could have at least put any effort instead of just telling him where to go. Go
1: left. Yeah. <laughs> I see I see where he's coming from with that specific comment.
0: That is totally fair. That's about as helpful as I would be in that situation <laughs> too. And you know what? I would deserve the uh, ridicule for sure. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, she doesn't realize what she's doing behind her as she's going on this long tirade against him. There's even a line in here that she says about ever since mom died. So let me just wipe my hands and say thank you, Avatar writers. (laughs) Easy peasy. We don't have to worry about that at all. Nope.
1: Dad's off to war. Mom's dead.
0: Let's just establish, yeah, right away. That's <laughs> helps us know everything we need to know about these characters. Mm-hmm. Very, very subtly inserted. Thank you very much. Yep. The iceberg finally gives way and splits apart, and they almost get washed away. And uh, Sokka is now he's almost scared of Katara, but she's like in awe of her own power.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is fair.
0: Seems like there's more
1: on both parts. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah m- more that lies beneath the surface than I think either of them realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally lying beneath the surface. Uh, (laughs) Something starts glowing beneath the water, and they back away as a gigantic ball of ice bursts up from the water and comes to rest before them. And they look into the ice, and they see a small, bald-headed boy. Yep. We've seen this guy before.
1: I think so. He looks a little bit familiar.
0: Popular character in this modern world of ours.
1: Can't wait till we learn his name.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to say it until he does. (laughs) This little bald headed boy. He's got an arrow on his head and on his hands, a blue tattoo of an arrow. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting in a meditative pose and he's surrounded by some sort of large creature that we can't really comprehend just yet. And uh, to satisfy my own curiosity, by the way, Brendan, I looked it up. Uh, Caillou debuted in 1997. Okay. The original little bald boy. Yeah. So this is this whole thing. The entire show beat by beat is a ripoff of Caillou. Of Caillou. Yeah, yeah. So the Nickelodeon will pay eventually for that. (laughs) Um, The boys eyes open, but they're glowing with like a brilliant white light and Katara steals Sokka's. Club
1: thing thing. Yeah. It's like a it's like a bone fish hook looking thing with like a big ball set in it.
0: I've never really been clear on what this is. No, I have no
1: idea. I would call it a club, though. It's like a mace of sorts.
0: Eventually he gets more conventional weapons, but this is kind of like the Sokka thing. I don't know. It's weird. Um, she steals that from him and runs up to the iceberg and starts hacking at it trying to break the boy out, despite Sokka's protests, and with one last swing, there's a huge gust of wind, and that iceberg splits open, and as soon as it does, a giant beam of light shoots high up into the sky. Mm-hmm. And in an instant, we're whisked away from the scene, and we see one of those Fire Nation battleships cruising through the icy sea, and a teenage boy looks to that light in the distance. He's dressed... As a Fire Nation soldier, he's got a shaved head with a ponytail sticking out the back, which is, you know, it looks pretty lame, but also it's, <laughs> it's definitely it's also a choice. Like, yeah, he's going for something. Uh, his most defining feature, though, is not the hair, believe it or not, but it is a his his left eye is scarred, uh, tremendously scarred and burned. Mm hmm. Um, And he spins around and stares at an old man sitting at a table with a pot of tea who's playing a game that looks sort of like solitaire.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, Mahjong, like solitaire. Uncle, do you
2: realize what this means?
1: I won't get to finish my game.
2: It means my search. It's about to come to an end. (sighs) That light came from an incredibly powerful source. It has to be him.
0: Oh, it's just the celestial light. We've been down this road before, Prince Zuko. I don't want you to get too excited over nothing. Please sit. Why don't you enjoy a cup of calming jasmine tea?
2: I don't need any calming tea. I need to capture the avatar. Helmsman, head a course for the light.
0: He immediately calls him Prince Zuko, so I don't have to fuck around with that. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, before we get too far, Brendan, would you be surprised to learn that my favorite <laughs> character on this entire show is Prince Zuko?
1: Uh, I, yeah, actually, a little bit. I thought it would be uh,
0: the old guy, oh, Mister Old Man, Mister Oldman, yeah, Gary Oldman that we're introduced <laughs> to in this scene.
1: Yeah, who is as of yet nameless.
0: He's on the list, but no, you'll in in time, you'll know. But it's all right, funny. T- it's funny to see that this is my favorite character. When he's such a weird dude. Right
1: he's, such, he's kind of like whiny. uh feels mm-hmm. like he's got something to prove.
0: Angsty teen. Yeah. He's got that big angsty teen energy. We were all there <laughs> at one point. Oh, yeah. But he's in the thick of it. Uh, and again, trying not to lean too much on our history with Samurai Jack. But once again, we have to talk about Mako, who is voicing yep. this old man character. And he's very good. He's extremely good, and it's such a different character from Aku, too, even just in the voice.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything about it. He's very calm. He's very, like, me- not methodical. That's not the word I want. But he's, he's like, chill and kind of mm-hmm. just, like, trying to annoy Zuko, it feels like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh,
0: he's got, that, I'm uh, enjoying he's got that. that annoying uncle energy or, like, yeah, the prankster but- uncle energy. Yeah.
1: Cause I think Zuko's like, oh, you know what that means, Uncle, and he's like, that I won't get to finish my game. (laughs) He's a little stinker of a man. (laughs) I I like him already. He's great, and yeah,
0: Mako. We have said a lot about him on this podcast before, but I'm just glad that, like, after all the time we got to spend with him on the last show, now we get to spend just as much time with him here. Oh yeah, it's it's all good stuff. Uh,
1: Looking forward to it
0: for sure. It cuts back to Sokka and Katara, and that bald boy, that bald (laughs) boy we know. Yep. (laughs) He stands up, and his entire body is glowing in that bright light, and Sokka points a weapon at him, trying to get him to stay away, Uh, but the light fades away, and the boy faints, and Katara rushes in to catch him, and the boy slowly opens up his eyes and looks into Katara's smiling face, and he chokes out. Come closer, I need to tell you something. Yeah. What's the best use of that trope?
1: Uh I was expecting like a like a fart, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it zoomed in, it got all dramatic. I was expecting some kind of like bodily function noise to happen.
0: That is usually how that would go. And that's what I would do in real life if I was in that situation. <laughs> um um I like when SpongeBob tells the lifeguard that he needs a tailor because he ripped his pants again. Yeah, yeah. That's a good use of that.
1: That's another good one.
0: Yeah. Um, She comes closer and he perks right up in a a very cheery voice. He asks if she'll go penguin sledding with him.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He's back on his feet. He's good to go. Katara's immediate friendly nature is contrasted with Sokka's immediate combative nature. Mm -hmm. And he asks the boy... What's going on? But even he doesn't know. And off screen, there's a loud groan and the boy leaps over the ice to wake up the creature known as Appa.
1: Yeah, this thing,
0: this big old boy.
1: I really liked uh, just before this, when Saka is uh, like confronting the bald boy, he like puts his spear like right at his waist. And like it's just a little animation thing. But he uh, like kind of absentmindedly just like pushes it away. Like he doesn't really care about it or anything. He's just like, <laughs> this means nothing. Just moves it out of the
0: way. <laughs> I'm not intimidated by this in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, yes, we meet Oppa. It takes a few moments before it's revealed that Oppa is a humongous bison.
1: Yes. Uh, bigger than I remember it being, which leads me to believe that maybe it's kind of inconsistent in its sizing throughout the show. Prepare for the scale of Apa to shift <laughs> dramatically throughout the entirety of the show. In
0: this one scene, this might be the worst. He's fucking. It's huge. massive in this scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that never changes. They never <laughs> have like some. It seems like they didn't write a style guide on like okay, this yeah. is how big he needs to be
1: next to the bald kid,
0: <laughs> next to this bald boy.
1: Yeah, because he's he's like you could stack four. Of the bald kids on top of each other. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's how tall this thing's head is alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I think even in this episode, it, it shrinks. Yes. Yeah. It's scene to
0: scene. Yeah. Things, things vary. They vary wildly. Yeah. So um, they'll never figure it out. But Don't that's worry. not
1: like a power that this <laughs> thing has. That's just an inconsistency <laughs> just, in the yeah, art. It's just an, that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's not a feature. That's a bug. <laughs> okay. Um, he's this humongous bison of, you know, different sizes, uh, with six legs and a big platypus tail, yep. uh, wearing a saddle and covered in white fur that is accentuated by a brown arrow running across its body up to its head. Yep. Um, this arrow is naturally occurring instead of being a tattoo. Yes, Brendan, that is dumb.
1: Uh, yeah. I, it, although I do have to wonder though, if, if that's why the air nomads do it, a tribute. Yeah, like like because it's a we find out it's a flying bison, mm-hmm. so like it's some sort of air creature. So are they just like, I don't know.
0: I mean it. It it's got to be that's got to be exactly what they're doing.
1: Yeah, because um, um, there's another creature that appears later, I believe that also has arrows. Uh, another one of possibly. his buddies.
0: I don't know if it has arrows, but um, we'll have to look to keep closer. an eye out for
1: it. When when we meet that character, <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you know a little more than I thought you did. Brandon. You, uh, <laughs> well, I told you to I saw the episode where that one appears. That is true. That is true. That's fair. Um, Yes. The boy introduces Appa as his flying bison, just mm-hmm. as you said, uh, which is funny. Sokka introduces Katara as his flying sister in response.
1: <laughs> yep. What a dick. <laughs>
0: What an asshole. Uh, in return, Appa sneezes on him and Sokka has a panic attack.
1: Yeah, he's covered in snot, like a disgusting amount of bison snot. Pretty
0: much the worst imaginable thing you could happen. You could, yeah. you could think happening to you. But again, it's Sokka, the punching bag, the yep. shit. Yeah,
1: Everything reacts- that
0: can go wrong will go wrong.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He reacts very much the way that I would, though. And he just starts trying to scrape it on anything and everything around him.
0: Just rubbing his body on the snow at <laughs> yeah. every conceivable angle. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I've never been pooped on by like a
1: bird. Have no. you? No, I haven't. I hear it's good luck, but... I don't That's think I, so not true. I don't think I need that luck. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll find it in yeah, some other form. <laughs> um, the boy asks where they're from and Sokka is overly protective, but Katara shuts him down and introduces themselves to the boy. The boy <laughs> is... About to introduces himself, but lets out a big sneeze and blasts high up into the sky and then lands softly. And man, do I feel stupid that it took this long, but he does finally introduce himself as Aang.
1: Yep, he does. Uh, um, I thought this scene was kind of fun because it did like a slide whistle when he came back down. We're, we're playing with some old cartoony styles here. Uh, and Saka says you launch yourself 10 feet in the air. And Ang's response is just, oh, I thought it was higher than that. <laughs> oh, really? That's a, That's a shame. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's pretty good. I do like that.
0: <laughs> it is pretty good. And the slide whistle is good. I think there's multiple slide whistles. There in, are in this yeah. one episode. Yeah. Um, but yes, there is sneeze bending in this show, Brendan. Can I convince you to keep watching if I dangle this carrot in front of you?
1: <laughs> There's more sneeze bending?
0: No. In Korra, <laughs> there is fart bending. Oh, no. Canonically, <laughs> I, there believe is fart I believe that.
1: I believe that. They start getting into a lot of that in Korra from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But they just, they went there. The fart bending, <laughs> it's real. So we're going to have to keep watching until we get to that point. We don't even have to finish Cora. We just have to see that one. You just episode. have to see
1: the fart bending. Okay, explain to me. Hold on. I need to know now. I and I can't wait to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. How? What is what is the fart bending entail? Is it like moving the stink around, or is it like making someone fart, or is it just like a sneeze bending <laughs> where they fart so hard they fly off into the sky? It's more similar to the
0: third option. They don't. The, the bender themselves farts. Uh, but they basically use it to like launch themselves off of an enemy, kind of like Wario does. Like Wario Smash Wast,
1: Bros. Yeah, okay.
0: It's most similar to that, I would say. <laughs> okay, it's it's it is presented as a simple fart, but like a very powerful one that would knock an enemy away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Second enough for you. My curiosity is satisfied for the moment.
0: I wonder if there is a way to make some a, a way to make somebody else fart, though.
1: I don't know. Yeah, you just control the air in their bowels. It's, it's
0: air. It's it's all it is all around. Yeah. You have in the past uh, theorized to me or uh, uh, you've told me your desire to be, I think, a shit and cum <laughs> bender.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in the uh, tabletop RPG.
0: Yes, I we were going to potentially look into that and you said you would not do it unless you were allowed to bend shit and come. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I would argue is water bending.
0: It's allowed. It's allowed. You know what? We'll get into a little bit of that later on in the show. Maybe not exactly in that format, but you're not too far off with things that are possible in this world. Hell yeah. <laughs> um Yes, they're both in shock at this sneeze, and Katara realizes, oh, wait a minute, Aang is an actual airbender. Yep. And he cheerily admits, yes, I am an airbender. And Sokka thinks he's losing his mind and just wants to go home. What a Mm -hmm. day he's had. (laughs)
1: Yep, yep, poor guy.
0: Um, It doesn't get any easier for him. Uh, They're stranded. Aang offers them a ride home on Appa, which Sokka reluctantly accepts. Uh, They climb up. On Appa's back and Aang shouts, yip, yip. Mm -hmm. Get used to hearing that as well. Oh, I knew about that one. That's one of the things that I have picked up. Uh, It's dumb, but it works. Uh, Appa leaps up high and does a big belly flop into the water and Sokka mocks his inability to fly. Mm -hmm. Like an asshole. Piece of shit. (laughs) I'd like to see you fly. He's real jealous of everyone. He's that is the problem is his jealousy. Everyone can do all these things that he can't do. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can he do (laughs) in this episode? Not much. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Hardly anything. Um, Appa trudges on through the water. Aang smiles awkwardly over at Katara, almost certainly setting up a plot point that will persist through the entirety of the series. Mm -hmm. They're young children. You know, these things happen. Love, Brendan. I'm talking about love.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very I know large. that you're
0: unfamiliar with the concept.
1: Yeah. No. What is that?
0: Uh, I'm a robot, so I can't say <laughs> what it is or it does not compute and then my head will explode.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe maybe we'll learn about it through the adventures of Aang huh. and company. <laughs>
0: It was love. Uh, I mean, setting up when I said that it was setting up a plot point. The it's that love was the answer the whole time.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, okay.
0: (laughs) If you're ever unsure about like where the show is heading, like how (laughs) we're gonna defeat the villains, it's love the whole time.
1: Okay. The real bending was the friends we made along the way.
0: It's not about the bending. It's about the destination (laughs) the bending gets you to. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Glad we're on the same page. A quick scene back on the Fire Nation ship. Prince Zuko is still standing on the deck, but his uncle comes out and tries to convince him to get some sleep. I know that I've done this for the rest of the characters, but I think it takes several episodes for us to learn this man's name. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that his name is Iroh. Yeah. I can't can't put that off for multiple (laughs) episodes. (laughs) Could just call him uncle, but. uh, The old man comes out. The old man who is Zuko's uncle. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Iroh, Uncle Iroh, even. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Zuko that even if the Avatar is still alive, they won't be able to catch him. I guess Zuko's father and grandfather and great grandfather all tried to catch the Avatar and failed. So, long family tradition.
1: Well, yeah, family history of being failures, being pieces of shit. Fucking useless.
0: Uh, it's pathetic, really. Um, Zuko says that their honor didn't depend on them catching the avatar, but his does. So, yeah, you're very much right. Definitely seems like he's got something to prove. Yeah.
1: Yep. I wonder why. I don't know.
0: Perhaps <laughs> we'll find out. Unlikely. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Later at night, it cuts back to Appa swimming along, and Katara asks Aang, since he's an airbender, did he ever know the Avatar? Mm -hmm. Uh, Aang gets very defensive and says, "Uh, No, sorry, I didn't.
1: Okay, so at this point, he knows that he is.
0: I mean, I hate having to play these games right now with you, Brendan. Respecting the fiction, I shouldn't answer that question, but uh, let's go ahead and say yeah.
1: Well, okay, so he found out he's the Avatar, and he's not ready for it, and it's too much pressure, so he ran away from his tribe and got stuck uh-huh. in the ice. Hmm. Perhaps the next
0: and episode we're or two <laughs> will tell you... It will give you all the answers that you're seeking. <laughs> okay. So it seems like you've got a pretty good grip on it so far. I,
1: I've seen stories before. That's the I've, classic
0: refusing the call. I've watched I've watched any TV show. <laughs>
1: I played Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> uh Katara accepts this explanation though and is like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um Aang falls asleep and has a dream of riding on Appa's back during a great thunderstorm, and they fall into the ocean and start to drown, but Aang's eyes and arrows light up. And he pounds his fists together, and a giant ball of ice forms around the two of them. Mm-hmm. Perhaps showing a scene that you just described, Brendan. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <laughs> I left this specific part out because it was coming up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's
0: not too obvious, is it? <laughs> um, Katara wakes Aang up and they made it back to the Water Tribe village. Uh, she's studying his arrow tattoos, which do run in straight lines all the way down his limbs to his
1: mm-hmm. hands and his feet. Yeah, and she the way she like reacts to them feels like she, she knows something about them or that she's implying something about them. Perhaps. Uh, and I don't know enough about it to dispute it, but I think whatever she thinks about them is probably wrong.
0: Uh, I mean, we learned that very quickly that people don't seem to know a lot about airbenders. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think whatever she's thinking in this scene right now is probably wrong. I think she's just, I don't know. Maybe she's just shocked to see a little boy with like tattoos all <laughs> that could over be. him. Yeah. Although that would be, Very surprising in our world, but maybe in this world, it's totally normal.
1: Yeah, might not be all that
0: out there. We see some little children uh, in this village, and they're wearing big parkas and snow (laughs) pants. But if they took those off, maybe they're freaking bodysuited right up, tatted out. Covered, yeah. (laughs) Kids are freaking inked.
1: Like a character from a Yakuza game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like like LeBron James. Yeah. He's got a lot of tattoos. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Fun fact. Uh anyway. <laughs> um she drags Aang out of his hut and introduces him to the entire village, which is all women and small children. Yep. And they are all scared of him.
1: Yes, I noticed that.
0: He is not entirely sure why the oldest villager approaches him. It's Saka and Katara's grandmother, and she says, But call me Grand Grand.
1: Yeah, and then they hang on it for a beat. Like I, I don't know what that was about, but she's a like, call me grand grand, and then it's like a very serious moment.
0: Yeah, she's got a stern face, but also they do like a that same slide whistle sound effect, like <laughs> like she's made a joke.
1: <laughs> no, I don't get it.
0: Maybe the joke is that it's so silly to call her grand. I don't, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> It is a weird way that they play it, though. But she says that nobody has seen an airbender in a hundred years. Um, and they everybody thought that they were extinct, which Aang questions the use of the word extinct. Mm-hmm. So that again probably plays a little bit into what Katara was just doing a minute ago, observing his tattoos, right? Yeah. Um, Sokka questions the wooden staff that Aang is holding that he hasn't been holding for the entire first part of the episode.
1: <laughs> that has just appeared, yeah.
0: I've had this the whole time. <laughs> My trusty wooden staff. <laughs> uh, classic character, the wooden staff. Uh, he pops out little kite tails on either side of it and puts on a show for everybody... Uh, flying through the sky Mm -hmm. with this staff, which is
1: pretty cool. Something to note here is one of the kids says, like, do it again. Use the magic staff. And this is the Mm -hmm. second part in the episode where somebody has referred to bending as magic. And the bender has vehemently disputed it being magic. Yes. Both times they've said it's not magic. It's bending. (laughs) I don't think people
0: clearly. Yeah. People living here, since it is so infrequent that. They Mm -hmm. even get to see any bending at all. Yeah, they I guess maybe they think of it in the wrong way or benders are like too pompous and think of it as being something more than just a weird mystical force. I think that's
1: that's what's getting me is like, why? Why isn't bending considered magic? Like, what's what's the difference? Like, what would magic be in this world if not exactly these things? That's
0: a good point. But like if people could do that. Yeah. So, I mean, that is the question. Like if people could do that in our world, we would probably consider it to be magic.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: But it is more commonplace in this world, just not in this culture. Yeah. I don't know. It It is a good it is. What does constitute magic? Yeah. I guess is is a very valid question in this moment.
1: Um that's all that's that's the the thing I'm holding on to at the moment is now I want to know I want to see somebody do magic in this universe is it just like parlor tricks like it is in our world it's just like tricks
0: is this your card
1: Yeah yeah Well you see the staff has a spring-loaded release here that I can we
0: see uh, how it's done Um yeah I don't know that is a funny thing to think about um He puts on a show flying around on his staff before plowing headfirst into a ramshackle snow watchtower that Sokka had made. Mm -hmm. Again, poor Sokka. Yeah. Sokka reveals to Aang that Katara is a waterbender, which I guess they never talked about to this point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Aang is excited and Katara is excited to have a bender to teach her. Uh, But Grand Grand pulls her aside and tells her to sort of temper her excitement because this is just a little boy who's a stranger to the tribe. Mm Mm-hmm. Fair. It cuts back to that ship. Zuko is running some fire bending drills with a couple soldiers. Uh, Iro is pushing him hard to do these drills the right way, but Zuko thinks he's hot shit and <laughs> uh, says, the, ha- the Avatar has spent 100 years mastering the four elements. He needs to be ready to fight him. Literally hot shit because he's throwing fire.
1: Yeah, I see what you did. Uh,
0: it, it occurred to me as I was reading the rest of my notes <laughs> that I should... I should have pushed the hot harder when I called him hot shit.
1: Yeah, he's throwing flaming turds around.
0: I should have pushed hot shit like I do after eating Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yikes. It is that kind of show now, by the way. We were talking about <laughs> shit and cum benders earlier. and It's mostly a scatological kind of show now.
1: We've really matured.
0: Do you like this hard turn that we've taken? <laughs> Yeah, we've re- really matured going even to, into what I would think is a more childish show than <laughs> Samurai Jack. But now we're talking about the adult things.
1: Maybe that's the problem because the show is too childish for us now. So we have
0: to push ourselves to be more yeah, extreme. Or
1: we just become more childish.
0: <laughs> it, it. Some would say that's impossible for the <laughs> two of us. So far, so good, though. Um. Yeah, Zuko says the Avatar, you know, he's got to be ready to fight him. Zuko also gets the honor of saying the name of the show. Yep, he does. <laughs> but like in a weird way. Yeah, he says, they say the Avatar is the last airbender.
1: <laughs> Roll credits.
0: You, lo- I love it. <laughs> um, Back in the village, Sokka delivers an inspiring speech about being prepared for war. And he's delivering the speech to a bunch of tiny little children who are not prepared for war. <laughs> but to be fair, neither is Sokka, for sure. Yeah,
1: no, definitely not.
0: If he was, he would have gone with all the men who went to go fight in the war.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Aang comes out of an igloo. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Again, you know what? Hey, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> All right. Everything that I have said to this point in this recap is now justified by what happens in this scene. Yep. Aang comes out of an igloo bathroom, and there is a weird joke about his piss and shit freezing in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, he says everything freezes in there.
0: So, you know what? This show <laughs> is more scatological in nature. So, I am going to keep doing it. <laughs> Oh man, I totally forgot that that was even in there. <laughs> I do feel justified though.
1: Yeah, yeah, vindicated even.
0: Mm hmm, mm hmm. Uh, this is our new thing. So I'm happy about it. Uh, Sokka gets mad at Aang for not taking his training seriously. When there's a war going on, Aang, still not really under- understanding what's going on here, he says, What war? War, what is it good for? He asks.
1: Absolutely nothing, says all the kids in unison.
0: Well, Aang does then ask them to say it again.
1: Mm-hmm. To which they don't, because they've all really got to pee. They
0: must go to the bathroom where everything freezes, <laughs> including piss and shit. <laughs> um, he questions what war, but doesn't really linger on that because he sees a penguin in the distance and runs off before he gets an answer.
1: Mm-hmm. He's very easily distracted.
0: He's a young boy. His mind is full of whimsy. <laughs> it cuts to Aang and Katara in a colony of otter penguins, which is another thing they do on this show. No animal is just one animal. Mm-hmm. They're all combinations of our real world animals, which does lead to some very funny jokes. But these are otter penguins.
1: OK, that's kind of fun. Yeah, they got four wings Mm-hmm. and they can't fly with any of them. No. No. <laughs> just like otters
0: and penguins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, Katara offers to help Aang catch one of them if he agrees to teach her waterbending, but he asks why she doesn't learn from a real waterbender to which, yes, you're right, Brendan, she reveals she is the only waterbender in the Southern Water Tribe.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, He does agree before he says that, though. He's like, yeah. This is true. Uh, But one problem, though, is I don't know how to do that. (laughs) <laughs> i can't
0: i can't do that even though he could do that yeah. theoretically um but yeah he uh he instead suggests you know they should find her a master from the northern water tribe um katara says you know these two tribes actually aren't in contact very often uh, but a's uh, ang offers to bring her to the northern water tribe on Appa. mm-hmm For now, she's kind of unsure about that offer, but it is penguin sledding time. It turns out all you had to do was wave a fish in the air and the otters would come up to you.
1: And descend upon you.
0: Also, it implies that Katara just has a fish in her sleeve at all times.
1: Yes, um, I think she probably does. (laughs) Just just based on this scene, she just carries (laughs) fish around. For this exact
0: situation, or you never know when you might have to find yourself out of like a wild animal coming at you and you got to toss a fish to it. It probably keeps
1: pretty well. It's cold enough.
0: That's true. Uh, Although she keeps it in that furry sleeve. So like with her body temperature. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But wild animals might not worry if the fish starts to rot. It's just going to cause her to have to do a lot of laundry,
1: Mm -hmm. I think. Which we've established
0: she already does. She does do Sokka's laundry, and yep. uh, there's great comedy to be found there. <laughs> um, they sled on the backs of some otter penguins. It does look pretty fun.
1: Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. I, I I would do that.
0: I would do that if given the opportunity. Um, there's a line in here that I've always thought was interesting.
2: <laughs> I haven't done this since I was a kid. You still are a kid.
0: Which I've always thought was fun because it like shows how fast... She's been forced to, like, grow up with yeah. her tribe being involved in a war, and her mother's mm-hmm. dead.
1: And so. I think they, they say something, and they may have directly said it, but it at least implies that her and Saka are the head of the tribe currently. Right. Uh, so she really had to, like, step up at this point. She almost had to, like, sacrifice being mm-hmm. a
0: child. Uh, but Aang, yeah, trying to remind her that she can... and and is and yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's It's always weird. It's it's kind of it is nice, but it's also kind of sad. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's always stood out to me. They reach the bottom of the hill and Aang's breath is taken away as he looks up at a huge fire nation ship that is trapped in tall columns of ice. And Katara calls it a bad memory for her people. Mm hmm. And she tries to get them to stay away, but Aang convinces her to go explore the ship. Uh, They walk down the metal hallways, which are very cold and quiet, and they reach an armory that is full of the spiky weapons. And Katara speaks some more about the impact that the war has had on her tribe. Um, And from here, we kind of unravel the first big plot twist of the show.
2: This ship has haunted my tribe since Grand Grand was a little girl. It was part of the Fire Nation's first attacks. Okay, back up. I have friends all over the world, even in the Fire Nation. I've never seen any war. Aang, how long were you in that iceberg? I don't know, a few days maybe? I think it was more like a hundred years. What? That's impossible. Do I look like a 112 year old man to you? Think about it. The war is a century old. You don't know about it because somehow you were in there that whole time. It's the only explanation.
0: So she kind of, yeah, puts the pieces of that puzzle together and reveals, yes, Aang was stuck in that iceberg for a 100 years. And Aang's mind just fucking explodes at this revolution.
1: Yeah, he breaks here.
0: That is a tough thing for anyone to take. Um... Although I don't think I don't know. I don't think that you can be that surprised over something like this when your day started by being awoken from a giant fucking iceberg.
1: Yeah, well, he only knew about like the part of the iceberg he was in. I don't think he knows about the giant iceberg that was holding it down up to that point.
0: That is true. But still, (laughs) if you emerge from an iceberg, it's not just like, ah, Another very normal day for me. <laughs> What's this war you're talking about? What's that now? I don't recall anything like this. All I know is icebergs. <laughs>
1: you must be mistaken.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, they're about to leave the ship, but Aang triggers a tripwire, which sets off some machinery in the ship. And a loud flare shoots high up into the sky above the ship. Mm-hmm. Um. Aang picks up Katara and leaps out through a hole in the ceiling and starts making his way down the ship. But somewhere not too far away, we can see that Zuko is watching this scene through a telescope uh, as the blurry image of an airbender is running away from the ship. Oh,
1: yeah. So why do you think? So this flare setup thing, that's not always on the ship, right? They whoever left the ship there to rot set that up when they left.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably something like that. Like maybe a bunch of fire benders got marooned on the ice and then used that as a way to, yeah, I guess, signal other fire ships in the area. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, somebody's fucking around on here. Like, come get them.
1: Yeah, it seems it seems odd. Um, And just happens that the Fire Nation is currently in the area. Lucky.
0: Yeah, very lucky for them. Um, it's unclear exactly when that ship was stranded there. So it's possible mm. there might have been like there might have been some kind of war going on where there were multiple ships in the area at the time. Yeah. Um, unclear. It's a question worth asking for sure. Yeah,
1: I'm curious to know just why like the Zuko ship is in this area right now. Was there like some sort of indication that this is probably where you're going to find the guy you're looking for? Luck of the
0: draw, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is a valid question
1: it seems convenient eh? <laughs> <laughs> a bit which is fine you know you gotta you gotta get this story going somehow
0: we gotta start this thing off yeah we can't spend all the time of zuko like getting tips from local merchants like i heard <laughs> a boy was in an iceberg down
1: these parts they say a hundred years ago there was a big storm <laughs> a boy soared through the air on a big furry creature <laughs> never saw him again after that
0: storm <laughs> they don't uh, spend the time, but maybe they should have. He, uh, yeah, he sees the blurry figure of an airbender in the distance. He can't really tell that it's a little boy and he actually says he's quite agile for his old age.
1: Yeah. Kazuko believes that he would be a hundred years old and have been training this whole time
0: as anyone should, since it's been Mm -hmm. so long. But Um, so,
1: that does I do have a question about that do people typically live to be over 100 years old in this world oh
0: Brendan there are some people that live well beyond 200 years old in this world okay
1: that's fine then because I I was just like based on the very little I know about the cycle of the avatar as explained in this episode you would think another avatar would have been born into whatever tribe is next which I assume Mm -hmm. is the fired nation but that's just a based off nothing um But if the the Avatar died, the next one would have shown up by now.
0: That is exactly how it works. So having not seen one, yeah, they can assume that the airbender themselves is still alive. Mm -hmm. And having been 100 years prior that the last one died. Yeah, that is that is why they assume the airbender Avatar is an old man. But it's not weird that he would be like an old man with powerful skills because in this world. People 100 is old, but not like so old that you can't do anything.
1: Okay, that was that was like my big hang up is like, why would they think? But if that's a normal thing, then fine.
0: I don't know that they ever even in like some of the episodes of the TV show explicitly state that people live to be like 150, 200 years old. And it's usually only like the most powerful benders are able to do something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I, that is all covered in like supplemental material, like comics and novels and stuff okay. like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not normal. It is normal for the people in the show, but definitely not normal for people like you and me. So I can understand why it would be very confusing for yeah. <laughs> these, these people to be feeling this way. Okay.
1: Well, that's fine then. If As long as it's established in this lore at some point in some way that that's not Completely abnormal. Then I can. It's fine. I can it's let fine. It go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fine. He can be as old as he needs to be. It doesn't. <laughs> not a huge deal. <laughs> um, and yeah, he says, "I found the avatar," and swings his telescope towards the Water Tribe village on the horizon, and says, "As well as his hiding place." Mm, bum bum bum. And the words to be continued show on our screen as that is the end of the episode. Oh, man. Shit's about to pop off.
1: <sighs> yep, yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. All right, Brendan, that is the end of episode one of mm-hmm. Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, how are we feeling so far?
1: i feeling all right. Not okay. a lot has happened, but it is the first no. episode. We've established uh, the main players in the story, I feel like. This is true. Not a lot has popped off but we are
0: learning the characters the world a little bit some of like the main plot twist like the hundred years in the iceberg kind of Mm -hmm. thing um we know enough about the avatar which is really important um but yeah this as as far as like episode ones go i think this does a decent job of yeah, set, setting all of that up for us mm-hmm. where we can have fun stuff and crazy fights and, and things like that going yeah. forward from here.
1: We have our villain's major goal, which is to capture or find and capture or kill the Avatar. Uh, so that's been set up. We have a minor goal for our main characters, which is currently to go north and find a waterbender to teach. Uh, hey, I almost called her Korra. What's her name? Katara. Katara. And probably ang uh waterbending Mm -hmm. uh so we we've got we've got some setup we we spent enough time with that had some fun moments with the children sliding on appa's back and the Mm -hmm. penguin sledding
0: it's yeah it's definitely a much more fun kind of lighthearted show than i think we're usually used to on this podcast um but it is also contrasted with like yeah uh crazy like Never ending wars and like yeah. genocide and, and very heavy themes. Yeah. Colonialism and, and sending families off to die in wars and stuff like that. So it is it. The pendulum swings back and forth on the show. But
1: uh yeah, fucking mass genocide of the, the air <laughs> tribe or the air nomads. Uh, what are they? The air nomads? They're the air nomads. But, you know, it's all in good fun. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have a good time
0: with it. Um, but yeah, this first episode, not not a lot happens, but at least we're feeling ready for stuff to happen.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was worth taking time. It didn't have to throw us right in the deep end. Um, I think I would have liked to see more bending, but I think mm-hmm. just slowly introducing it like this while we introduce the characters is not a bad way to do it. Right.
0: And at this point, we're only looking at a handful of benders. We're not in like yeah. any kind of locale with. Like everyone can do it.
1: Yeah, we have three named benders, and then we see some nameless soldiers on the the boat also firebending. Right. Oh, I guess so, four, because we also have uh Iroh. It does some bending at one point.
0: This is true. So the opportunities will present themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's episode one. There's <laughs> it's tough with an episode one. There's really not like a whole lot to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, it's it's good though. I I had a good time with it um looking forward to see where this cliffhanger goes in the next episode like what the this confrontation mm-hmm. of the forces will be
0: uh it is impending this mm-hmm. this fight uh and brendan and i promise <laughs> now that we've like met a lot of the characters and kind of talked about bending and stuff like that I promise going forward, I will try not to have so many moments of being like, well, Brendan, get ready for this. Or like, I hope you're excited (laughs) for this to happen. Or like, I really like this, but you'll see. Yeah. I'll try to do that as little as possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. It's the first episode. I'm trying to, while I watch it, uh, forget anything that I might know or think that I know, because I feel it already coloring my perception of some things that I'm seeing. And Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that a lot of the things I think I know about it are probably incorrect or like half right, like in one respect, but then completely wrong in another. Uh, I think
0: that's the closest description is is right there is even just some of the conversations you and me have had. Like, I feel like, you know, a couple things, but your recollection of what they are. Yeah. So I'm trying
1: there. I'm trying to to view this fresh without any of like the because Samurai Jack wasn't super hard to avoid spoilers for. Right. Avatar has been like was such a big cultural thing, like mm-hmm. especially like around my college, all the, the video game nerds all fucking love this show. So it was very hard to avoid hearing bits and pieces about it as time sure. went on. Um, But having only got information through bits and pieces through word of mouth, I have no idea really how any of it fits contextually or like what any of it means. But
0: let's throw out some words here. And we'll see how much. Okay, so I'm going to say some words and you tell me if they mean anything to you, okay? Okay. How about the word toff?
1: Toff, that's one of the characters. Yeah, okay. I know who that's that fine. is.
0: That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I
1: was going to go into it, but I, I know who that is.
0: <laughs> what if I say the words ba sing say? Uh, that's a place. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then what if I say the words leaves from the vine? That means nothing to me. Don't Google it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, don't Google that. Okay. All right. So I'm getting a, an idea of where you're coming from with this. <laughs> right. I mean, there's nothing I can do to control it. We're going to just watch the episode. Yeah, it's not like no. I'm revealing new information to you. <laughs> no, it,
1: it's it's there's nothing to be done about it at this point. I'm just going it's to gonna try going forward, forgetting it until it's like, presented so i can try to learn it without my preconceptions
0: this is a different it's 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 a different kind of yeah just like you said earlier with samurai jack where there was nothing to avoid like it's very different for us and i feel like a more of a challenge doing Mm -hmm. the show where like you don't know everything but like there are things to legitimately be spoiled and i know everything and i'm like really excited for us to get to everything (laughs) it's it's a different dynamic than what we're used to and Mm -hmm. uh I don't know. We're going to, just as Aang figures out what it means to be the Avatar as we go along, you and me are going to figure out what it means to talk about Avatar as we go along. (laughs) Hell yeah. That sucks. (laughs) That's so much less interesting.
1: (laughs) We're going to find out what it means to do a podcast on a 20-year-old show.
0: I would hope that we have some idea after (laughs) 70-something episodes to this point, but we're still getting our feet under us. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that point at some point. All right. That was episode one of Avatar, the last airbender. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you enjoy listening to this wonderful journey we have coming up ahead of us. Um, Yes, this is a very popular show, Brendan, just as you said. Uh, so people have lots of thoughts on this show. Uh, if they wanted to share them with us, a good place to do that would be gotta recap at gmail.com. Send us any questions or comments you may have about Avatar or uh, Nickelodeon or really kind of anything in in that vein. We'd be happy to field that on the show and, and read those emails on the show. Um, definitely send those in as we're starting this new podcast. It would be great to hear from people sort of where, where everybody is coming at this from, mm-hmm. as, as we described as where we're coming at this from. Uh, let's see where our community's at. Yeah. So definitely reach out to us there. But obviously, you know, spoiler free if you can. Yes. Um, At Gotta Recap on social media, find us there and join in the conversation there as well. Uh, Also head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us a five star review of the show. That really helps uh, as we get started on this journey. That helps sort of spread the word and, and get our Podcast in front of more people's eyes, um, which would really help. Yeah, as we as we get started and are looking to grow our our audience, so please, please take the time to do that.
1: Yes, please,
0: please do it, Brendan. I'm I'm optimistic. I think we're going to have a fun time here. I think it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, as much for as much shit as I've given this show over over the the course of our show, uh, I am looking forward to to diving in, checking it out. Everyone seems to like it we'll see maybe I can find out why I don't need you to love it I don't even need you to like it but
0: I need you to give it a chance
1: I'm that I that's what I plan to do and we'll see I will I'm willing to let it move me <laughs> uh, and I'm go- I'm going to try to view it with fresh eyes and not uh, feel like I already know about it
0: uh, well, Brendan, I'm moved just by this speech that you gave right now. And I say we move on to ending this episode and we'll see everybody next week for episode two. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.